0: To episode twenty-six of the Rawatos podcast, of course, I'm Josh Lewis, the founder, editor, and all things fantastic from Rawatos.com. I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a great week last week, and hope you are starting off having a fantastic morning. Uh, Of course, today is July twentieth, two thousand and twenty. The coronavirus is still happening, and uh, we're dealing with it right just handling it oh man well so what what can we talk about here um oh yeah i've got some reviews up on rawados.com you should go check them out you got the mazda cx30 and the lexus ls500 hybrid um as well as of course the rat4 trd that i read for you a couple weeks ago in fact this this week uh for this podcast i will be reading to you uh in a very soft central voice uh, my 2020 Mazda CX-30 review and uh, and you know what we're just gonna chit chat about cars for a little bit right you know just pretty much everything we do normally uh, I, I find something I, f- I find something <laughs> I found something interesting uh, July 17th Motor1.com reported that BBS uh, wheels are reportedly filing for bankruptcy for the third time Uh, so apparently back in 2007, uh, they went through a bankruptcy, um, and were ultimately purchased by a Belgian company. Uh, another, uh, bankruptcy occurred a number of years later. And then as of 2015, a South Korean company called Nice Corp or Nice Corp, not sure exactly, uh, became the majority stakeholder. And now, as of right now, the, just the German side of BBS, just the German corporation has filed for bankruptcy um stating quote unexpected disappearance of promised payments end quote um uh that's a statement directly from uh bbs uh allegedly that is up here on uh motor one.com uh that's from the from a website they're sourcing a website called auto evolution um and motor illustrated uh they cite them as well and the insight basically is that uh apparently this is just german only and as of right now, currently has nothing to do with the American market, uh, but they are uh, their bankruptcy filing is similar to a Chapter 11 filing here in the United States. Um, so we should still be seeing BBS Wheels uh, without any real issues. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting, though, that you know the the COVID crisis has hit yet another company that I think we all love and adore. Uh, of course, uh, you saw the, uh, the debut of the new Ford Bronco, the 2021 Ford Bronco and it's really happening. It's here. It's, it's, it's coming. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, that's it's actually a big deal for, for Ford because so it's based on, um, it's based on the Ford Ranger right it's uh, it sits on the Ranger platform has a 2.3 liter EcoBoost uh, four cylinders as well as a 2.7 liter EcoBoost V6 uh, will come with a 7-speed manual for the 2.3 liter EcoBoost only um, but all other vehicles will get the 2.3 or 2.7 with a 10-speed automatic and th- there's a ton of information uh, about the Bronco online and I'm sure that you have been bombarded <laughs> with uh, uh, Bronco information all over Facebook, Instagram, car forums, Reddit, uh, everywhere else. So I'll, I'll spare you because I'm sure you probably already know all of the de- all the details, uh, but uh, I really, really do think the Bronco is very cool. My wife texted me uh, the minute it came out. Um, I was out of town and she said, um, let's order one. So we haven't ordered one yet, but I don't know if we will or not. Uh, She seems pretty serious about it I'm kind of surprised actually Um, So yeah Yeah, it's it's just kind of weird But now without further ado, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna read for you. So sit back and relax Chill out grab your favorite beverage if this is before noon better be you know water cup of coffee tea something of that nature if this is the afternoon or the evening grab yourself an adult beverage if you feel like it you know if you can if you're able to um obviously if you have uh addiction issues i would recommend holding off on that uh, adult beverage and instead go for a, a nice coke and a smile The story starts during a global pandemic <laughs> all right i won't do that i promise uh so it's it's just my review my text review of the uh of the 2020 mazda cx-30 of course you can go to rawdus.com for photos and uh and of course the text review video will be coming up in the coming weeks Uh, and of course i'll let you know when that happens but let's kick it off mazda are killing it let's be honest they've been killing it my personal enjoyment of the brand came when I got a new 2007 Mazda CX-7 Touring that I owned for about seven months. It had a detuned Mazda Speed 6-3 turbocharged 2.3 liter that made 244 horsepower and 258 pound-feet of torque. Peak torque came in at 2,500 RPM, and trust me when I say there was no one home until that point. Slamming your foot on the throttle got you a big old bag and nothing. And then, as if saving up energy, a shit ton of torque steer would try and yank the steering wheel from your hands, and it would take off. I named my CX-7 Samantha, after the famed Bewitched character. Why? Well, my car was painted in Salsa Red, not the color I originally wanted, and Samantha was a redhead. Oh, and they were both much crazier than you realized. Samantha was a witch, and the monster crossover was a totally different car once you hit 2500 RPM. After seven full months of ownership, I turned Samantha in for a 2006 Mazda Mazda Speed 6, which was an all-wheel drive monster, making 274 horses and 284 pound feet of torque. Soon after the purchase of the Speed 6, I went and became a salesperson at the dealership I traded my CX-7 in on the Mazda Speed. I genuinely miss my Mazda Speed 6. Eh, you know, I don't know, maybe I'll buy another one. And that brings me to the 2020 Mazda CX-30 Premium All-Wheel Drive. It is nothing like my old CX-7, and that's a very good thing. It has less power and torque from a 2.5-liter Skyactiv-G four-cylinder, making 186 horsepower at 6,000 rpm and 186 pound-feet of torque at 4,000 rpm. All trims have the same power and torque but feels much, much quicker and doesn't feel as though you're waiting ages for something to happen when you press the gas pedal. It gets much better fuel economy at 25 city and 32 highway respectively, with 27 miles per gallon combined. Compare that to the CX-7's 19 city and 24 highway and well, you understand. Then there's the price. The Mazda CX-30 tester that I had came in at $31,370 and while I don't remember the exact price of my old CX-7, I do know it was around 25 dollars That, in today's money, equals $32,500.88. And let me tell you, the CX-30 is a far superior vehicle. Build quality is excellent, comfort is perfect, and so much more that I'll continue to get to in this review. Granted, the CX-30 Premium weighs in at 3,408 pounds, while my 2007 CX-7 was a little over 3,900 pounds. Like I said earlier, my CX-30 was the premium trim with all-wheel drive, which is the top level. The base price of said trim with all-wheel drive is $29,600. As a front-wheel drive vehicle, the price is $28,200. And the optional equipment on my vehicle was a frameless auto-dimming mirror for $275 Navigation SD card, $450, and then the premium package comes with a heads-up display, adaptive front lights, leather seats, front and rear LED signature lighting, power sliding moonroof, paddle shifters, power rear liftgate, and roof rails. Couple that with a $1,045 delivery fee and you have a $31,370 car. With the premium trim, some of the features that are on the lower trims are standard here, such as a 12-speaker Bose sound system, which is quite crisp and clear, something I rarely say about any Bose system, heated front seats, radar-guided cruise control, smart braking, lane departure warning with lane keep assist, blind spot monitoring, a driver attention alert system, and brake assist, along with auto high beams, featuring a dedicated button. Now, I say that because many, many cars, uh, you can turn the auto high beams on or off, and it's a feature that you have to dig into menus and kind of you know go throughout all this crap to try and find. However, the Mazda gives you just one little button, and that is great. My tester came in polymetal gray metallic with white leather interior and brown trim. Exterior styling of the CX-30 proves that Mazda know what the world wants and needs high-end flavor for a reasonable price. The LED headlights with chrome trim around them and the grille come across as being in charge of the road. The headlights look serious and attentive. Moving down the sides of the car, you notice a nice curved shape with some bulging and plastic fender arches with a little flare that doesn't look drastic. Instead, it gives the CX-30 hips and curb appeal. Around the back, you're treated to taillights that look like the eyes of an Autobot transformer. That's a good thing. Inside, you were treated to a small but not cramped feeling leather interior. The CX-30 sits low for a crossover and it offers pretty good visibility, although over your shoulder is kind of hampered. The back seat can feel tight with taller front passengers, but behind my seat, I had ample room. I am five, nine and a half inches tall. However, with my wife in the passenger seat and it pushed all the way back, the rear passenger's knees will put an indent in the seat. Mazda rates the rear legroom at 36.3 inches, which is a 10th of an inch less than my CX-7. Cargo volume in the rear hatch is a nice 20.2 cubic feet. And with the rear seats folded, you get 45.2 cubic feet. That is 0.1 better and 0.9 worse than the Mazda 3 hatchback, which this car is basically a crossover version of if you still care the cx7's hatch space was a 29.9 cubic feet and 58.6 with the rear seats folded basically the interior of the cx7 and cx30 are damn near identical when it comes to head leg hip and shoulder room etc both front and rear the only thing that's bigger is the hatch space i in the review i actually added a picture showing all of the dimensions of the cx7 and the cx30 and how they compare to one another Now, I should note that the fuel capacity for the front-wheel drive CX-30s is 13.5 gallons, while the all-wheel drive only has room for 12.7 gallons of gas. Interestingly, the standard front brakes are 11.6 inch uh, ventilated rotors with 10.4 inches in the rear, Uh, but if you opt for the all-wheel drive in a select, preferred, or premium trim, you get 11.9 inch non-ventilated solid discs in the rear, and the brakes are damn good. Driving the CX-30 makes you think you're in something much more expensive. Power delivery is effortless and seamless when mashing the throttle. Too many cars feature engine, gearbox, and computers that all need a second to communicate. And then the car shudders and shakes as it downshifts, picks up revs, and then goes faster. The Mazda just goes without any of that. At just shy of $32,000, this drive's like something made by Bentley or Rolls-Royce. No fuss, just go. That's pretty crazy. Handling is something that Mazda have always excelled at and the CX 30 is no different. Whether it be in wet or dry conditions, the all wheel drive CX 30 feels planted, short-footed and eager to be put through its paces. The seats could use a little more bolstering, but as a daily driver, the seats are pretty much perfect as is. Mazda, Mazda. <laughs> Mazda also did the auto hold braking feature perfectly. It's genuinely better than many other cars i have tested with auto brake hold. In my mom's 2019 BMW 750i M Sport and my dad's 2019 uh, M850i X-Drive, basically when you're driving, it's so sensitive that as you touch the brakes, it's just bam, it just automatically, uh, you know, holds holds the car and it's very annoying when you're kind of driving at low speeds and whatnot. You're trying to make simple corrections. You either have to turn it off or you have to, you know, tap the throttle to to get it moving again. That's pretty frustrating. Um, so if you're making a three point turn or trying to, you know, like I said, you know, do parking lot changes, it's, it's annoying as hell. Uh, but in the Mazda and the RAV4 TRD that I tested, uh, both those vehicles, you actually don't have to, uh, you have to uh, put your foot all the way to the floor on the brake pedal for the auto hold to engage, and I think that's the best way to do it. Some other cars do it, uh, but some of the higher end cars I've been driving lately don't seem to do that. Now, before I get into more of the goods and bads of the CX-30, let me first point out that Mazda have finally updated their infotainment system. The knob and buttons are very much center- second generation iDrive-like when iDrive was the best out there, and this is a very good thing. The screen is good looking at 8.8 inches with tons of information and settings at your fingertips and quite possibly the best backup camera in the business right now. In my review of the 2020 Toyota RAV4 TRD, I complained about the generic quality of the rear camera, but for exactly $10,000 less, this Mazda has given us a much clearer, higher resolution camera than Toyota. Also, tapping the home button next to the knob twice will automatically turn the infotainment screen off and you can have it set to a completely black screen or just with the time showing okay now on to the rest of the interior sliding into the cx30 the leather seats are soft comfortable and decently bolstered pretty much anywhere you'll put your fingers is soft touch padded and wonderful to look at hell even the knees and legs of the front passengers will be touched by leather on the side of the center console The driver and passenger each have two dedicated vents specifically for their own needs. That means they're not sharing one or two vents in the center of the car. No, you each get your own plus dual zone climate control. Sadly, you will only find heated seats in the front, no cold and only the driver's seat is power with memory. That's one thing that does get on my nerves about some car companies. The passenger seat sits a little too high and you should be able to put it down to the floor. The steering wheel and shifter however are pure luxury Sorry, my cat, one of my little young kitten that we adopted a few months ago. He's only about three, four months old prior. He is going nuts in my office right now. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyway, sorry. Moving, moving on, sort of. Yeah. Uh, The steering wheel and shifter, however, are pure luxury and sports car put together. While obviously I would love to have a premium all-wheel drive CX-30 with a manual transmission, the six-speed automatic does well in this. Couple that with a steering wheel that has a perfect layout of buttons, excellent grip and feel when you're putting the car through its paces, and paddles that can come in handy, and you have yourself a very German-like way of doing things for less than the base price of a front-wheel drive BMW X2. I love the brown trim in the interior, although I wish the steering wheel and more of the dash were brown. The piano black center trim is nice, but does get lots of fingerprints easily and shows literally everything. I love that Mazda have given us tangible air controls without fooling with the infotainment system. Also the door trim, (laughs) sorry again for my cat. Also the door trim has this floating like design. It's hard to verbalize, but if you go sit in one, you'll see what I mean. In the end, would I buy a Mazda CX-30 premium mobile drive? No, I would first go look at a Mazda three hatchback, but that's me. However, if you are in the market for a smaller crossover, that's not going to break the bank easily get good fuel economy, and be a very comfortable place to spend most of your time when you're not at home, then yes, the CX-30 is a premium vehicle at a modest price. Also, how the hell is it that Mazda are doing a better Hoffmeister kink than BMW these days? For shame, BMW. All hail Mazda. There you go. That's the end of that review. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, Again, go look at the pictures on rawautos.com. And uh, as always, you can definitely reach me at Uh, Tell me what you think. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm a grand wizard. Whatever you want to do. Uh, sorry, my cat. I'm I'm cleaning. I so I've been resituating some things in my office, and because uh, I kind of it kind of got wrecked over the past few weeks, and I've been moving stuff around, and I have some um I have some new stuff in my office basically for making video content. And uh, I have these poles that actually extend from wall to wall that actually hold my lights and all sorts of stuff, right? And so I have these, um, I've had these bags on the floor. Well, they're not bags. They're just like little, well, they are bags. They're like clear plastic bags that some, some of my accessories came in, right? Some stuff that holds up wires and whatnot. And Pryor is just going ham on these things. And now he's playing with my foot. Uh luckily he's not using his nails. He usually does. <laughs> the trials and tribulations of having a young kitten, right? Um and I already have three other animals. So two dogs, two cats. Woo wee. But uh yeah. I um uh, <laughs> just I wish I wish I had this on video for you guys because it's very funny. Uh him walking around. But yeah. So, uh, oh, and I, I have my dad's, uh, Trans Am again, it's 79 Trans Am that I talked to you guys about last week. Um, again, he is, you know, in the market of selling it. Uh, but I, I had been driving it, you know, trying to make sure it is being driven and used. Um, I'm going to be making some video and photo content with it, uh, for rawautos.com. And, uh, who knows, maybe I'll write a review or an article about it, uh, because it is a resto mod. It is a pretty badass car. It's pretty cool. Um. I do think a few things need to be changed on it. Um, that's just my personal opinion. You know, One of the things that has a four-speed automatic, I'm not a big fan of the 4L60 uh, automatics um, in the GM cars and trucks. Uh, this, I think it would be better suited with a six-speed automatic. I, I said, I talked to you guys about that last week. And that's something my dad is actually thinking about doing now. Uh, I would much prefer a six-speed manual but of course that's me i want everything with the manual um (laughs) my cat (laughs) um anyway so yeah uh the shelby gt350 that i own is doing very well it is just hanging out um hasn't been getting a lot of use uh i need to wash it because it rained uh for like a week straight and i feel bad that it was uh just basically being rained on Uh, My wife's GLI is doing well. Um, What else? Oh, you know what? I did recently, just the other day, um, and this is stuff that I have invested in in the past. Um, I have, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a company called NoCo. So NoCo make uh, jump starters and uh, like battery chargers and maintainers, right? So they're really nice quality stuff. Um, I've had a couple, so I have a, a um, jump starter that is for a six liter gas and three liter diesel. And then I have a battery charger uh, plus maintainer. Um, And I've mainly used that for my dad's classics and rest of mine and stuff like that. But the other day, um, I went ahead and ordered, um, my God, my cats are going nuts. Good Lord, (laughs) blank, sorry. Um, The other day I went ahead and ordered uh, for my brother. A a jump starter, one of the Noco Boost XLs, Uh, but this one is for seven liter gas and four liter diesel. And then I ordered two more battery chargers and maintainers um, with uh, also a ten foot extension cable. One of the things I love about the Noco or Noco (laughs) Noco um, uh, products is that basically the uh, the front um, the front clips. Are you can completely detach them from the from the actual charger, you know the the starter, whatever, uh, allowing you to put different size clips on the on the device, which is great. So if you're using a, a jump starter or, or the maintainer, and depending on what kind of battery you have or what kind of car you have, you can use any type of clip, or you can use, you know, the actual um um not the actual clamps or clips, but the actual like little um, uh, what the hell is like, uh, whatever, but basically you can slide on and permanently connect to the battery. Right. Um, but I, they also feature, you can also buy a, an extension cable for them. So I bought a 10 foot extension cable cause the cords for the clips and clamps are actually 24 inches. Uh, but I went ahead and bought a 10 foot extender cause that's pretty cool. Um, it, it is one of the best features of these, of these no co uh, um, maintainers and jump starters. And then I also invested in, they have their 10 watt USB chargers for them. Um, uh, but if you haven't used their products before, um, they're, they're great. Absolutely great. I, again, I have the six liter, uh, gas three liter diesel, uh, jump starter that I've used a bunch over the past, I've had it for what, two years now. Um, uh, I wouldn't say I've used it a bunch, but I've used it a healthy amount. Uh, on various cars, I've actually kept it in my car at one point in time, and I I just happened to be at a at a, a Wendy's, and I was walking out to my car with my wife, and this gentleman next to me was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, my car won't start. Can you, you know, can you lift up your hood? And you know, I got some cables. It's like, oh, well, actually, I have a jump starter, so I used that on his van, and it uh, worked perfectly. You know, it jumps. I mean, kicked right up. You know, and it was great. And I've used it on my dad's resto mods and his classic cars. And then I've also bought, you know, I had the battery maintainer that I bought for his classic cars as well. But I just went ahead and invested in, in a few more of these products, um, you know, for other cars. Um, <laughs> sorry, my cats. <laughs> uh, basically for all of our car, all of our family cars and whatnot. Uh, and uh, so if, if you haven't tried them again, NoCo, um, N-O-C-O, you buy them on Amazon, you buy them at you know, auto parts stores, wherever, um, great, great products. I absolutely love them. I stand by them. I'm not sponsored by them. Rauders is not at all affiliated with them. I've purchased all their products on my own. This is not some type of sponsorship thing or you know to try and convince them to give me money or anything like that. I just letting you guys know if you need jump starters or battery maintainers, NOCO is the way to go, at least from my personal experience. Oh my God. <laughs> Sorry about that. I uh, had to pause the uh, <laughs> pause the recording of this for a second to get my kitten out of my office. Uh, he was playing with uh, Ollie, my other cat. Woo! Now he's meowing like crazy because he's mad because I closed the door on him. I put him outside and closed the door. He'll um, be fine because I'll open the door in just a minute because I'm almost done with the podcast. Uh, but yeah, um, I, yeah uh, no-co get, uh, get the charger, get the, uh, the battery maintainer, all that good stuff. Um, you know, if you need something like that, it's absolutely, absolutely awesome. And, uh, one of the things that was really funny recently was that, uh, my dad, uh, let the Trans Am just die. <laughs> I thought he had a battery maintainer on it, uh, at their old house and it took me, I don't know, Took me like three days because I, I, I tried to jumpstart it, jumpstart it, but the the clips I had wouldn't fit uh, perfectly on the battery uh, terminals, uh, so I had to order new clips, and it wouldn't jumpstart it. So I was like, oh my god, I didn't feel like changing the battery, so I went ahead and ordered the NoCo um, battery maintainer and, and uh, uh, charger on uh, on Amazon. Came of course you know two days later, and I put it on the car left it on there for about a day, day and a half. And after that, bam, haven't had any issues with the battery since then. Genuinely, it's been great. Uh, when it's been parked, of course, I've, you know, put the maintainer on it. Um, if it's been parked for a while, right, put the charger on it and uh, let it maintain the battery. And it's it's absolutely awesome. It's been great. Um, but funny enough, in my driveway right now is the, the Trans Am and the GT350 sitting next to each other. And I'd be getting texts from neighbors and friends passing through the neighborhood, like "Whoa!" <laughs> uh, it's just it's a it's a cool sight to see. It is pretty pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I think I'm gonna end. I think I'm gonna you know this is a a short podcast for you guys. Um, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, when you're listening to this, I will probably either be at the dentist I have a noontime dentist appointment um, to get do a teeth cleaning and then I'm going to finally finally get uh, get my wisdom teeth taken out not not today but I'm getting uh, my recommendation for an oral surgeon uh, that my dentist deals with um, so I can get my wisdom teeth taken out I've had these bad boys in there for a long time and they've never given me any issues uh, until you know past couple months they've really been kind of I've been getting these little headaches and, uh, um, these little like, you know, nerve headaches on the side and I didn't really think anything of it. I just, "Ah, I'm stressed, you know, whatever. Uh, but then recently like my wisdom teeth have been kind of bothering me and, uh, yeah, just a little bit more and more. So, uh, hopefully that remedies the issue. Uh, but yeah, I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you uh, have a fantastic week. You will hear from me again on Monday, July 27th. And until then, just remember, just keep on plugging away. Keep on wearing your mask, keep on doing the best you can. I know it's difficult out there and I I can't imagine what everybody else is going through. Uh, I know it's not easy for everybody, but please just stay safe, wash your hands, social distance as much as you can. Again, wear a mask. Please try and get other people to wear a mask uh, for your sake and for others' sake um yeah so just remember every monday morning when you wake up put some of the good old-fashioned freeze-dried folders in your coffee cup and listen to the world as podcast as always happy motoring